Welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm Kendra Swalls, a former teacher turned entrepreneur and mom of two. As women, we are so much more than just one thing. We're wives, moms, entrepreneurs, side hustlers, and dreamers with goals and ambition. On this podcast, we'll talk about everything from juggling family, work, and fun to making your dreams a reality through simple, effective marketing strategies, all designed specifically for the busy mom who doesn't have a lot of extra time. So whether you're just getting started or already have an established business, there's something here for you. If you're ready to take on the challenge of becoming your own boss and making your dreams a reality, then let's get started because this girl means business. Hey there, and welcome to episode 227 of the Girl Means Business podcast. We're going to be talking all about your niche today, but before we get to that, I want to remind you that I have started a new episode each month here on the Girl Means Business podcast that is an Ask Me Anything episode. I will be adding these in at the end of each month, and you can get your question added in by going down to the show notes and clicking on the Ask Me Anything link. So the way this works is I am I've created a form that you can fill out and you can ask me your most pressing questions about your business, something you're struggling with, something you don't understand. And then each month I'm going to choose a question and I will answer it in an episode of the podcast. If your question gets chosen, you will receive a free Instagram audit, which is valued at around $150. And that's where I go through and I will, with a fine tooth comb, go through your entire Instagram account give you a complete rundown of the things that you're doing that are working well, that you should do more of, things you can make improvements on, how to improve your content, your calls to action, your bio, all the things. You'll get a 10-page report along with a video um, breakdown of your Instagram bio or your Instagram account. So you can also purchase those. Those are linked down in the show notes as well. But if you want to also have one of your questions asked here on the podcast and possibly win a free Instagram audit, head to the Ask Me Anything link and fill out that form. And then you never know, your question could be coming up pretty soon here on the podcast. All right, let's get to this week's topic, which is all about knowing your niche or niche, however you pronounce it. And why is it really important or is it even important? So I want to start by kind of clarifying and defining what I mean when I say your niche. Your niche is who you serve and how you serve them in your business. Now, one of the mistakes I see people making is they will say, well, my niche is a lifestyle brand. And I'm putting that in air quotes because you can't see me. But a lifestyle brand is not a niche. It is very broad and very generic. What it reminds me of, and an, ex- an example I have from my own life currently, is when you see, you know, those people driving around and they have like the little signs, it's like, I'm a handyman, I can kind of do all these different things. I think that that's fine, except that when you're looking to hire somebody, especially if you're looking to spend a large amount of money with somebody, you want to know that they are absolutely an expert at what they do. And personally, I feel like it's hard to be an expert at something when you are trying to be good at a lot of different things. So I'll kind of use the handyman example. We were looking for someone recently to help us put up some drywall in a room we're finishing out um, in our outbuilding, our workshop. 
and we wanted someone to help us put up the drywall. We'd already done the framing and insulation, all the things ourselves. And a couple of people that we looked into were kind of handyman people. And when we talked about doing the drywall, they'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've done it. I could do it. Like there wasn't that like expertise, that kind of confidence behind it. They were like, well, yeah, I mean, I've painted drywall and I've seen drywall and I've maybe done it one other time. But it doesn't mean that they're going to be really good at it. And we've had bad experiences in the past. Like the fence that we had put in, we had kind of a handyman come in and put in this fence. And it's not great. It's fine. It serves the job. But it's not to the standard that we would have liked it to be. And for those reasons, I'm like, I would rather pay a little extra and go with someone who really knows what they're doing, who really understands drywall and how it works or how it needs to be put up or what tools you need to have to make that happen as opposed to someone who's like figuring it out on the job. And so when you are thinking about your niche and you're thinking about, okay, how can I niche down to something more specific? I want you to think about your audience and how they are looking at you currently if you're trying to do all the things. Now I'm going to go with what I know, which is photography here, and I am going to get to some of the concerns people have around niching down and the fears around that, and we'll address that in a second. But let me give you another example. So when I started my photography business, like most photographers, I kind of did it all. And I remember like, I mean, I've done, you know, birth, not birth, but newborns and weddings and graduations and bar mitzvahs and pets and families and all the things. And at the beginning, I think that's okay. I do think there is a grace period when you are starting your business and you're like, I'm not a hundred percent sure what specifically I want to focus on or what I'm really going to enjoy or who I'm going to want to want to work with. That's okay. Give yourself that grace period. But you're, if you're a couple of years into your business and you still haven't niched down, then now is the time to do that. You need to be doing that because the more specific you get, the more likely you are to attract the people that you want to work with. So let's now address the fear, the concern that a lot of people have when it comes to niching down, which is well, what if I niche down and then I miss out on getting to do these other things? There are so many people that are like multi-passionate entrepreneurs who are like, well, I really love this, but I also like doing this, or I'm really good at this, but I really like doing this. How do I niche down? So let me give you an example when it comes to photography. I decided years ago to niche down to specifically weddings that was going to be my niche. I was a wedding photographer. So everything I branded myself as was a wedding photographer. My website was wedding photography. My, you know, marketing materials were all wedding photography. When I had my um, title on something, it was wedding photographer. That was the specialty that I did. I got really good at understanding how to work with brides and couples and shoot weddings and all the things that go into, you know, capturing that special day. But here's the thing. Even though everything in my marketing was wedding specific, I was still getting on a regular basis inquiries from people asking me about family sessions or maternity sessions or high school senior portraits or, you know, hey, can you come photograph this birthday party that we're throwing for my grandfather's 90th birthday or whatever. 
And so even though my specialty, my niche was weddings, I was still able, if I wanted to, to take on these other things on the side, but I didn't advertise them. I wasn't out there actively promoting like, hey, yeah, I'll come photograph your you know, 90th grandpa's birthday party. Um, or I wasn't out there saying every fall like, hey, I'll come do family sessions for you. Now, was I maybe quietly sending it out to my email list saying like, hey, all these couples I've done weddings for, hey, now it's time to get like those perfect Christmas card photos for your first Christmas card as a married couple or your family's growing. You've been you know married for a couple of years. You're having kids. Let's do some family portraits. But I'm not necessarily putting those out into like my marketing strategy. So while my specialty, my niche was wedding photography, that doesn't mean that I wasn't able to do these other things on the side. It just wasn't what I was putting out into the world. And we have to remember, guys, that all of these things that we're seeing on the surface, on social media, on people's websites, it's what they want us to see. We don't see what goes on in the background. I know so many entrepreneurs who are like, this is my specialty, this is my niche, but I also do these other things kind of behind the scenes. It's just not what they're putting out in front of the world. Think about like even big name brands. So you have things like, um, let's go with Coca-Cola, okay? They have their commercials every year with the polar bears at Christmas and all the things, and it's like, that's their thing. Coca-Cola is their thing. But do you know how many different versions of Coca-Cola there are? If you go walk down like the soda aisle at a grocery store, they have cherry Coke and Coke Zero and vanilla and I don't even know what else, but like a million different flavors. But that's not what the commercial is about. The commercial is about the one thing that they're known for, which is their classic Coca-Cola. They're still offering these other things. It's just not what they are putting out there as like, this is what we are. This is what we do. And so when you think about it that way, it takes the pressure off a little bit to go, I have to, I can only do this one thing. You don't have to only do the one thing, but that has to be the thing that everybody is, that you're known for. That when someone says, hey, I'm looking for a really amazing family photographer, your name should be the thing that comes up because that's what you're known for. If you're just kind of good at like 12 different types of photography, the likelihood of someone recommending you is going to drop. For every different type of thing you're adding into your repertoire, the less likely you are to get recommended because you are not known for anything. You're just kind of known as being this general generic thing. You want to be known for being good at something. And the only way to be good at something or great at something is to go all in on that one thing. So keeping in the line of photography, if you're like, okay, well, I offer all of these things and I'm, I'm okay at families and I'm okay at, at couples and I'll shoot a wedding if you want me to. And I'm fairly okay with newborns. And, um, you know, I've done events a couple of times, like you're just kind of like skimming the surface. But if you go, you know what I really love doing? I really love photographing high school seniors. Go all in, make that your niche. Learn everything you can about it. Practice, practice, practice. Put it all over your website. Put it all over your social media. You know, learn everything. Go to conferences and, and work with a mentor and, and get models to shoot so you have practice and, and you have content to share. And let that be the thing that you are known for. And then all those other things that maybe you're like, I kind of want to try maybe doing like more family stuff in the fall when it's really busy for families. You can do that. 
but it doesn't have to be the front and center thing that you are known for. Stay with us. We'll be right back. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Okay, so now let's talk about how to decide what your niche is. Because if you, again, are going back to the idea of you're multi-passionate, you like doing all the things, how do you decide what your one thing needs to be? So for me, what I started noticing and what I really paid attention to was how I felt at the end of each session that I was doing. And this can apply to whatever business you're in. So not just photography, but let's say that you are a virtual assistant and you're working with all these different types of clients or you're a social media manager and you're pulling in all these different types of accounts. Which ones bring you the most joy? Like I'm not going to go all Marie Kondo on you, but really which ones bring you the most joy? Which ones do you really get the most excitement out of working with? And then on the flip side, which ones leave you feeling completely drained? Which ones make you go, oh, I don't want to do that job today, or I don't want to get on this call today, or oh, I don't really want to go and and work on that client's stuff today because it just doesn't excite me. And not that everything in your business is going to be exciting, but those little key thoughts and feelings are going to help lead you to what your niche should be. So let's say that you are a social media manager and you currently have five clients. And those five clients include a dentist office, a med spa, a makeup artist, a photographer, and an author speaker. When you are doing the work for those five very different clients, which ones bring you the most excitement? If you are starting to realize like, oh, I just dread dealing with like the dentist office. I just, it's not something that gets me excited. I feel like I'm just stuck in this rut of like, I don't really have the best content for them. I don't feel like I'm giving them my best work. But the, you know, makeup artist and the photographer and the author, like, I love doing work for them. It brings me so much joy when I finish meeting with them. I'm like energized. I feel like I always have ideas to share with them. Then that right there is a sign of the direction you need to be focusing on. And then even within those three things, makeup artist, photographer, and author, those are all creative industries. Those are all kind of considered like artist industries. You can get even more specific. You can say, hey, I want to be a social media manager for creatives, which is still a little bit broad. Or you can say, I want to be a social media manager for makeup artists because I really love working with those. I feel like there's so much you know, education that can happen. There's so much like content we can create. I get so excited like working with those specific, you know, ones. And that doesn't mean you can't, again, bring in a couple other clients to help pay the bills. But when you start saying, I am a social media manager for makeup artist, again, you become known for this thing. And now when a makeup artist is looking for a social media, social media manager to help them, they're going to be more likely to choose you because you have said, I understand your industry. 
I'm not just here to give you generic social media content. I understand the makeup industry. I understand your business. I, you know, I, I work with a lot of people who do what you do and I see what works for your industry and I can help you achieve success in that area. Another thing that really helps with honing in on your niche is to put yourself into the shoes of a client. And I want you to think about just in your daily life. Okay. I talked about my examples earlier on, you know, hiring a handyman. Um, you know, we've had this happen with a lot of different things, like even doctors, I prefer to go somebody who specializes in something. If I have, you know, injured my foot, I'd rather go to someone who specializes in that as opposed to just like going to, you know, an urgent care where they just kind of generalize and everything. They're not going to be able to give me the specialized care that I actually need. And so think about all the times that you've been like, okay, I need X, Y, or Z, where am I going to go? Well, if I need cookies made, am I just going to go to someone who makes cakes and say, Hey, can you make me some cookies? They can probably do it, but it's not going to be as good as someone who like specializes in, Hey, I make these specific types of cookies where the really decorated ones, you're going to want to go somebody who makes those specifically. That's their niche is those decorated cookies. If I want an elaborate three tier you know, cake, I'm going to go to someone who specializes in cakes. If I'm going out to dinner with my husband for a date night and we want steak, we're going to go to a nice steakhouse. I'm probably not going to go to Chili's and order, you know, a steak for a date night because that's not what they specialize in. I want to go somewhere that that's what they do. They do that one thing and they do it really, really well. That is what having a niche does for your audience. So when you start looking at it from a buyer perspective and you think, Oh yeah, I do this. As a consumer, I look for someone who specializes in things. I tend to go to places who are really good at this one thing. If I wanted a really good pair of running shoes, I'm not just going to go up to Academy and pick the most, you know, the best looking ones. I'm going to go to a running store and have them help me find the best shoe because that's what they do. They know running shoes. Those little things that we do that we may not really even think about a lot of times, Those are all key things that our audience is doing as well. So when you put yourself into that position of, well, if this is how I'm consuming, if this is how I'm making decisions about buying something or working with someone or hiring someone, my audience is probably doing the same thing. And so by niching down, you are helping to make their decision even easier because they know that you are an expert at what you do. And it's a no brainer once that's the case. Another question I get a lot when it comes to working on, you know, niching down to your specific thing is what if I do this and then I realize it's not really what I want to do. Here's the beauty of running your own business. You can change at any time. You can evolve. You can tweak. You can go in and you can adjust things. It is not like something written in stone. It's not like you're saying, I declare that I am going to be a social media manager for makeup artist only for the rest of my life. Okay. There's nowhere that you have to go and declare that. And they stamp a paper saying, this is what you're doing now. It's a decision you're making and it can change, you know, throughout the course of my photography business, I niched down to a wedding photographer and then I really fell in love with boudoir photography. And so once COVID hit and weddings kind of tapered off and I was already kind of phasing them out. Anyway, I niched down to a wedding, I mean, to a boudoir photographer. And then I fell in love with personal brand photography and I started niching towards that. It has evolved over the 12 years I've been doing photography. I did not start out as saying I'm going to specialize in X, Y, or Z and it stayed that way. Some people do and that's amazing. 
but I want to say that you have permission to evolve and change. But when I was able to say, I'm a wedding photographer, I booked a ton of weddings. When I was able to say, I'm a boudoir photographer, I booked a bunch of boudoir sessions. When I was able to say, I'm a personal brand photographer, this is what I do, I booked more of those sessions. And so this is me giving you permission to say, I want you to niche down. I want you to find that thing that you are an expert in, but also know that it can evolve and grow and change over time. It is not something that is so permanent that it can't be changed. That's one of the biggest things I think stops a lot of people is they're like, oh gosh, but what if I niche down to this thing? And then in a year or two, I realize it's not really what I want to do, that maybe I really enjoy this other thing better. Then, then evolve and grow into that. It can happen and it's okay that it happens. Now, here's the thing. You don't want to do it every six months. There is a, I don't even know what you call her, influencer, I guess, that I follow on Instagram. And I use the word follow loosely because I really just follow her to watch the chaos. But in the like four years I have followed her, I think she has been probably 12 different things. And it's one of those things where it's like, oh, okay, well, this today she's this, and next week she's going to be that. And then three months from now, she's this thing, and she's promoting this thing. And it's so chaotic that it's like, I don't really know what you do. Like, I don't really know what you have to offer me because you're just like jumping from one thing to the next. You don't want to do that. You do want to have like, this is what I do. And then if it evolves and it grows, and it kind of changes in this other thing, that's totally fine. But you don't want to do it so often that your audience is confused. You also don't want to do it so often that you are switching audiences every so many months. Because if I'm shooting weddings, and then all of a sudden I switch to personal brand photography, those are two very different audiences. And so if I'm constantly switching my audience around, it's hard to get my messaging across, which is also why niching down is so important because if you are trying to speak to seven different audiences, it's hard to get your clear messaging. When you're speaking to just one audience, it's really easy to get your messaging very, very clear. So I know I've kind of been a little over the place today. This episode is, it's just kind of one of those, like, this is something I want to talk about. I feel passionate about. I wanted to get it out here to you, but it is a little scattered. So I apologize. If you want something a little more structured, I do have a workbook that you can download. It will be down in the show notes. It's called the Know Your Niche Workbook. Um, I believe it's like 16 or 17 pages. It walks you through exactly kind of how to figure out what it is that you are passionate about, what it is that you're really good at, what it is that makes you happy and excited. And it gives you some um, little like tasks to do, some little challenges to do. It is definitely something you can print off and like fill in the blanks. There's lots of space for you to like write things out and brainstorm and go through the exercises that are in there. And it will help you to kind of like refine and refocus on what it is that you should be doing in your business, what niche you should be focusing on. Um, and then if you need help beyond that with, okay, I've been doing this. I want to niche down to this. How do I make that transition? Feel free to reach out to me via email or DM me over on Instagram. I would be happy to help you with that and answer questions there as well. So you can grab that Know Your Niche workbook down in the show notes. Make sure you do that. And then I will see you back here next week. Same time, same place. <laughs>